It's me, David Webb, and here's a highlight from today's show on Sirius XM Patriot. A very real and, uh, and tragic, tragic world uh, when it comes to gun violence and crime. Uh, often the news is about uh, cities like Chicago, uh, Philadelphia for that matter, and New York, uh, even some of the smaller cities uh, around the country. And tragically, there are times when it comes home uh, in a very close way, certainly for uh, those of us who know uh, my next guest, Gianno Caldwell. Uh, we work together at Fox, where he's a political analyst. He's also the author of Taken for Granted and his podcast, Out Loud with Gianno Caldwell. Uh, Gianno, just, I, I, as I, I don't have the words, uh, and there are many words that could be said. This this tragedy uh, that now has affected you uh, even more personally with your brother, Christian, being shot and killed. Uh, I just want to get your, where where are you now? One, how are you doing? How's your family doing? Well, first and foremost, David, thank you, my friend, for having me on. Thank you for checking on me continuously, making sure that I'm okay. I appreciate that. And my family's not okay. I'm not okay, but I have no other option but to fight for my brother's name, justice for Christian. Last Friday, literally a week ago today, I received a call Friday morning that my baby brother was standing outside of a venue on 114th Street, South Vincennes in Chicago on the south side. When a black SUV pulled up, three to four men got out. Two, the police believe, were the shooters. They shot three people. One was a young lady in the leg, another individual who was rushed into surgery, critical condition, and apparently he's having another surgery today. But my baby brother, Christian, never had the opportunity to even be in critical care. He never even had that option. He was murdered right on the scene. And the horrible, horrific fact about it is he was just a few blocks from his house. That's all. His only crime, if there was a crime, was standing outside living and breathing on the south side of Chicago, which you know in Chicago for so many Chicagoans, living there comes with a death sentence. He, according to the police, was not the intended target. He just happened to be at the wrong place at the wrong time. And now I want justice for my baby brother uh, because these men are still at large. The police haven't made any arrests. I'm thankful to our Fox News family for highlighting this and making sure that this is a priority in coverage because it is legitimately making a difference. And because I knew that these men were at large, I had no choice but to start working a media circuit nationally and locally to ensure that there's awareness and there's pressure to have this case solved and fully prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. I would rather not be talking to you. If my brother was dead naturally, if he died from natural causes, I would probably still under my be under my blanket in my bed feeling sick right now since last Friday, not wanting to get up. But because he was murdered, his life was stolen. I have no choice but to get out here and speak to the folks that are your listeners or your national audience who are folks who live in Chicago who may be aware of some things that happen and who can tell uh, the police or give a tip to me, whether it be on Instagram, Facebook, or wherever, and we can get these men captured. That's why I'm here today, justice for my baby brother, Christian. No, oh, and... 
to stand up like that in such tragedy uh, is more than admirable. But that's your that's the guy I know uh, who will take that pain and uh, and and make it uh, part of the mission. Uh, you know, the, the situation going on there in Chicago, of course, uh, kind of the town for this story, but around the country, Giano, and, and I looked at Chicago crime projections. And, you know, each of these numbers, every number represents a person. And that's something that I think we forget sometimes, that whether it's an aggravated assault, a murder, a rape, a robbery, a property, there's a person involved. There's a victim. There is no yeah. such thing as a victimless crime. Uh, You've talked about this for years, on and off this show, in every way I've you can. I've done a documentary on it on Fox Nation, uh, The New Battle for Chicago. I mean, this has been what I've lived and breathed. I didn't know that I was going to really and truly live and breathe it. And it says that my family be impacted to this degree, I had no idea. Yes, I've been sounding alarm for years about what's going on in the city of Chicago. And the fact that even on Friday night, it was reported by a local CBS affiliate. They mentioned it. They said in, in Morgan Park, three shots, 18-year-old dead. That was it. There were 50 shell cases on the scene. No, no one knew his name. No one saw his picture. He was just a number, another number in the deck of homicides that take place on a daily, weekly, and monthly basis in the city of Chicago. No one gives a damn in that sense, but I wanted to ensure that because of my two-decade career in politics and media, that I was going to step out and put my all into this and ensure that there's justice for my baby brother. I cannot rest. I cannot think about myself right now, David. I can, I'm barely eating. I'm trying to eat as much as I possibly can because I want to be well enough to do these kind of things. But I can't even mourn my baby brother's death because these men are at large. And that, who knows, they may do it to someone else. In fact, just two days ago, two days ago, two blocks from where my baby brother was murdered, a 17-year-old was murdered. He was, he was pronounced dead last night. Last night, yesterday, that, that is. I just, it, it's just disbelief that this stuff continues to happen, and it doesn't seem as though there's real urgency to get this thing under control, because if it was, they would stop the soft on crime policy. They would get really tough, and there's a difference. There can be a balance between criminal justice reform, police reform, and ensure that there's compassion when we're, 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 we're talking about these issues. But at the same time, that shouldn't be so that you're, you're pushing things so far in one direction that criminals no longer fear law enforcement. They don't fear prosecution. They don't fear law, uh, being locked up. They don't capitulate to the laws. And that's for a reason, because they push things so far out there that they know the law is better than some of us. They know that there's a no-chase policy. I was just looking at this viral video today, this morning, where these police officers were trying to chase a suspect and someone pulls out their camera and they say, you can't chase him, you can't chase him, I'm recording you. They know that they have the upper hand over the law enforcement. The police have been handcuffed in the city of Chicago and across the nation. And if this doesn't end, lives, more lives and more and more lives are going to be at stake, which they are now. So we need to do something about this now. Otherwise, we're going to lose a generation of people. Uh, to compound this issue, uh, Gianno, is the loss of law enforcement. Earlier I talked about, uh, I had a friend at NYPD who sent me some pictures of one police plaza in uh, the retirement section, the pension section. The, the hallways were jammed. 
people are leaving, similar in Chicago and other departments. And that loss of experience, when you lose any police officer, but especially the detectives who would typically investigate a crime like the one committed against your brother, and you have a justice system with uh, no bail, low bail, with a a catch-and-release program for repeat criminals, you know, what... I, we, I think we know what the turnaround needs to be, but yeah. focusing on, you know, just a lo- where your brother was in that area and where you grew up, you know this. What can the community do? Because if the community doesn't up, step up the demand, uh, the politicians may not even listen. I don't. Well, they're not listening now. Well, they're, they're definitely not listening. And I have a, a number for the area of two police that I'm going to share. So get your pens and paper out because I'm going to share that number a couple of times. But I'm going to tell you, to your point about the detectives, Chicago has, is in need of hiring about 1,000 detectives to investigate these cases. They don't have enough manpower. Not only that, they've been demoralized as, as a, a community of police. They know that they don't have the support of many of the, the the leaders there. They recognize that there's a target on their back. And a lot of them just want to put their hands up and say, you know what, if this is what it comes to, I'm just going to collect, you know, I'm going to get my years in, collect my pension, and I'm going to retire. Because I don't want to be, um, be accused of anything uh, wrongdoing when I know that I didn't, because now they have it set up that, you can make a complaint against a police officer without an affidavit, and that, and that complaint can be acted upon, which you don't have to swear to the truthfulness of your statement. That, that's now a, a policy in, in the Chicago Police Department. There's a number of other things that have occurred, which has a lot of officers saying, hey, I'm just not going to be bothered with this, because why would I put my, my life on the line for folks um, when I know that if I make a, I make a move and it could be within procedure, that they're not going to have my back. It's just like, obviously, this is national. You think about the Border Patrol issue where people acted within proper procedure, from what we can understand, um, under that bridge in Texas, but yet and still they're punishing them for nothing, from, from what we can see that's been reported. It's a similar thing, similar sentiment that's happening in Chicago. I understand that there's been police officers who have been corrupt, like John Burns. We talk, we talk about what happened with the shooting with Laquan McDonald. I get all of that, but that is not all police. So not make this uh, issue that has been painted with a broad brush because it's, it's, it's actually harming the citizens in which a lot of these politicians claim that they care about. And I don't know if people aren't realizing this or not, but it is, it is definitely taking a toll on the community. We're going up into 4th of July weekend. Last night, I guess from 9 o'clock last night up into this morning, there was over a dozen people shot in Chicago. A dozen. Where in America should this exist? It shouldn't be. This is not a third world country, David. Why is this continuing to happen? No one's getting tough, and that's the reason. We need to get rid of these soft on crime policies because they're responsible for the death of my little brother. The who uh, in this equation matters, Gianno. And again, you know, I, I can't commend you enough for, for at, 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 at a time that I can't even imagine. I, you know, stepping up to, to tackle this and the associated issues. The who for me uh, goes to an even broader discussion on who gets to defend themselves. Different than your brother Christian's situation, I understand. And I know you do too. But people in poorer 
and the the underserved communities, regardless of color of skin, regardless of area of the country, and mostly in urban, but in other areas, police response time and the ability to protect themselves. These criminals are taking on the people who don't have the one, the ability, they're maybe not trained. There's a lot of other things to do with, of course, lawful ownership of a weapon and protecting yourself. But the people who need protection the most from criminals are in these neighborhoods. Yes, absolutely. And that's why I think it is absolutely important for the community residents to live by a new mantra, and that's talking to the police. I know about the old mantra, snitches get stitches, but back when I was growing up in Chicago, if you told, yeah, something could happen to you, but if they shot someone who wasn't the intended target, if a a child was shot, there was street justice. There was a form of of vengeance, and I'm not advocating that for all, at all. I want the men who did this brought to justice. I want them to face trial, and I want them to rot in jail. That's what I want, personally. I don't want any street vengeance. The Bible is clear. Vengeance is mine, and I shall repay, saith the Lord. But they need to start talking to the police. And here's an opportunity to do so. My baby brother Christian was on 114th Street, South Vincennes. If you know anything, anything at all that can lead to the arrest of the men who did it, please call the Chicago Police, uh, Chicago Police Area 2 at 312-747-8271. Again, that's 312-747-8271. We need to bring these people to justice, and it's time to start talking, because if you don't, your baby brother may be next, your cousin may be next, your grandmother may be next. On the same day my brother was murdered, a five-month-year-old baby was murdered. This is insanity on steroids, David. Insanity on steroids. No one even knows who that baby girl's name is. I've not even heard her name, not once. And if it wasn't for me being Gianno Caldwell and being attached to Fox News, no one would give a damn about my baby brother Christian. They wouldn't care at all. It would get no news play at all. It wouldn't make a difference. But since I am in that position and I have this platform, I'm going to use it to the best of my ability to ensure that there's justice for my baby brother Christian. And my friend, I'm going to give you this platform anytime you need to keep this message alive. We've worked together for a Thank lot you. of years. Thank I've you. always supported what you do because you come at it from the very real and that, and you have this platform. You call, you text me like you did, and you're here, uh, not just for Christians, certainly, but for everyone out there who needs to have a voice. And, and I'm here to be that voice. And again, if you know anything about it, please, if you don't want to talk to the police, reach out to me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I'm at Giano Caldwell, G-I-A-N-N-O, Caldwell, C-A-L-D-W-E-L-L. And again, that number for Area 2 is 312-747-8271. And at Gianno Caldwell on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. I just want to get justice for him. That's all I want. That's all I'm concerned about. Nothing else matters to me right now, not my health or anything else, because I want to see these men brought to justice. And then I can think about me later. Take care, my friend. My best to you and the family. We'll talk soon. Absolutely. Thank you. Gianno Caldwell, what a just hard, hard to have that discussion, but needed. It, you know, look, Gianno's never been shy, always been straightforward to take this immense personal tragedy and stand up for what we need to do in this country. Uh, speaks volumes about who he is as a man. 
can join me live on the David Webb Show Monday to Friday, 9 to noon east on Sirius XM Patriot 125.